0: Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from LivingBreely.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives from money to relationships to careers to entrepreneurship and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. Hello? I think we're back. Okay, cool. So I know that this episode is coming out a little bit earlier than usual. I wanted to talk about how to deal with family members during the holiday season because I know for myself personally, sometimes that's a big source of stress and anxiety. And I just thought that it was appropriate to post on Wednesday instead of Friday because Thanksgiving in America is on Thursday, so a lot of people are going to be seeing their families on Thursday. Maybe some people are seeing their families on Friday. I don't know. Everyone's a little bit different, Um, but it just made more sense to post on Wednesday instead of Friday. You get it? Do you get it? I get it. It makes sense to me. I hope it makes a couple things I wanted to talk about. One, the new Mumford & Sons album is amazing. It is beautiful. I listened to the entire album beginning to end in one sitting this weekend when I was like cleaning. There's just so many good songs. The lyrics are amazing. I know Mumford & Sons was kind of known for using the banjo, which like isn't a very mainstream instrument. But this album kind of is a culmination of, like, all of their albums. I don't know if I'm explaining this well. It's just really good. I am not a musician. I'm not a singer. But I hear music in layers. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, when I hear a song, if it has, like, multiple instruments, (laughs) like, I just hear each instrument individually. So, like, if a song has, like, piano, guitar, and drums, like, I hear... The piano, and then I hear the drums, and then I hear the guitar, and then I hear the vocals. Like I, I don't know if I'm making sense. Like I hear it in layers. I don't know if everyone listens, hears music that way. I don't. I don't know. I've never really asked. I'm not a musician by any means, but I love music. It's one of my favorite things. I have a really diverse interest in music, anywhere from like Billie Holiday to Fleetwood Mac. I love Jimi Hendrix, I love the Rolling Stones, I love Mumford and Sons, obviously, like I love Jack Johnson, I like Drake, so I kind of am like a little bit all over the place just depending on my mood, like I feel like music can really alter my mood as well, so definitely go check that out if you're looking for an album to listen to while you're commuting to a family family member's house for Thanksgiving. Uh, what else is new this week? I don't think I've done anything noteworthy. Someone asked me this the other day. I hadn't talked to them in like over a year. It was my really good friend that I used to work with, um, at my first corporate job and we were catching up and he was like, so what's new? And I was like, oh gosh, how do I even, I don't, It felt weird because I feel like things for me don't change drastically like day to day. But when I look back at like the last like three months or six months or nine months or a year, like things are so different. So I had a really hard time like articulating to him what I've been up to. And I still think people don't really understand what it's like to work in the online space. Like I think it's still at least for the people that I know, um, they're not really, like, they don't really, I don't know how to articulate what I do, like, I just say, like, oh, I help people build their blogs, and, like, <laughs> change their mindset, and, like, now I have a podcast, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it was, it felt weird, I feel like I'm still getting used to talking about what I do to people who aren't in the online space, because it doesn't really make sense to people who might not be familiar with it, which is also why I wanted to talk about how to deal with family members over the holiday, especially if you just started a blog or if you're trying to build a coaching business or an online business, or maybe you're just doing something new and you're exploring a new opportunity and you're worried about how your family may perceive your new venture. This is something that I recently had to deal, not deal with because it's not like a negative thing, but my grandparents, for example, I'm very fortunate. Both of my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents are still married and they're still alive. So that being said, they're in their 80s. (laughs) So the Internet to them is still a bit of a mystery. Like my grandma has Pinterest because she likes to look at the pictures, (laughs) which is, like, the cutest thing. Um, But I can't go into that and, like, say, like, oh, uh, grandma, I use Pinterest to build my blog to 80,000 views. And, like, if you look at the analytics and the insights of Pinterest, like, that'd be way over her head. Um, And that's not a bad thing. I'm not, like, putting her down. It's just a generational thing. So I was trying to, I asked my mom, I was like, how do I explain to grandma and grandpa what I do? Um, And we basically came up with, I work with people on the internet and I help them grow their business and they pay me money. (laughs) Sounds super sketchy, but that's like the basic, basic explanation. And then trying to explain to my grandma what a podcast was, was like a whole different, I still don't think she understands it. I tried to explain it to her, like the talk shows, like TV for them, right? They didn't have TVs. Like in the beginning, it was just radios. There was this thing. I think it was, was it Roosevelt? Oh, I'm going to, this is going to bug me. Hold on. I think it was Roosevelt. The Fireside Chats. Uh, This is going to bother me if I don't know. It was Roosevelt. So if you don't know this, I almost actually called this podcast Fireside Chats, but I was like, I don't know legally if I could do that. And like, would people get it? So back when President Roosevelt or FDR was the president, he did a series of radio addresses on the radio because they didn't have TV and they were known as the Fireside Chats. And he basically wanted to speak to the American public about things like the Emergency Banking Act, um, the recession, the New Deal incentives and the course of World War Two. And so he was able to really address these things and kind of get rid of rumors and explain the policy. So it was more of like an explanation. I think it's more like it was like a, pres- like a less formal presidential address type of thing. Um, So I was trying to, like, explain that to my grandma in the sense of, like, it's kind of like, like that, and I don't think she really understood that. I'm not saying that I'm obviously, like, President Roosevelt level of podcasting or radio shows. Um, I don't know if she knew who Dr. Laura Schlesinger was, who, if you don't know who Dr. Laura Schlesinger is, she is my idol I used to listen to her to her almost every day in the car with my mom um it's amazing she's amazing I think she still has a show I don't listen to it now um but I do follow her on Instagram (laughs) So yeah, it was just a little bit difficult to explain to my family what I do. Like my aunt, who I is only, I think she's not that much, she's older than me, but not by like large generational gaps. Like she understood it. Maybe not like fully, but she understood it enough to be like, oh, okay. Because I think it is hard explaining to your family if you work on the online space, like how you actually make money. Because a lot of the times when you think of an entrepreneur, and that's, this is my mindset. As well as you think of like a brick and mortar type of entrepreneur, someone who has to go out and buy, you know, inventory and, you know, the, you know, working the books and like um, getting loans and like things like that. Like you think that being an entrepreneur is just this really big thing that's like very hard and a lot of people fail. And, and some of that's true. I think there is a really high percentage of businesses that do fail um, within their first eighteen months, uh, but I don't think that's so much, especially online businesses. I don't think that's so much because of the t- typical things that that actually fail, like restaurants or brick and mortar type stores. And so, when you're going to explain to your family if you're starting a coaching practice or an online business or anything in the online space is it's really not your job to explain the ins and outs of your business to them. Like, if if I was your cousin or your aunt or your relative, whatever... It might make more sense to me because I'm in the online space and I have the business acumen to understand the idiosyncrasies of what works and what doesn't. So it would be a totally different conversation. But if you're talking to your 85 year old grandma who uses Pinterest, barely got an iPhone, you know, has like 17 remotes to turn on the TV, you know, you're not going to be able to have a really like a really strong conversation about business. So I would just err on keeping your business stuff very, very simple to them. Maybe you don't even need to bring it up or talk about it. Like when I first started my blog, I didn't tell my family about it until recently. Like I was like, oh, I've actually been doing this for a year and a half. And they're like, what? Like you never told us. Part of that was because I never tried to monetize it um, in the way that I am now. So I just never really... Came up. Um, But, you know, everyone's family is different. If you feel comfortable sharing, I think go ahead and do that. But it's not your job to explain how it works to them. All they need to know is what you do. You don't need to explain the how. And sometimes you get condescending questions. Like I've gotten that before, like, oh, you have a podcast? What does that even mean? Uh, why don't you try listening to it? I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, so it really just depends on your family and how you want to handle it. But like I said, I think it's just best to keep it simple. So jumping into how to handle family and friends over the holiday season, I want to give you three little tips and tricks that I have used. Um, because as you get older, the holidays change for you like as an adult I feel like they're way more stressful than they were as a kid I don't know if that's just me but my parents got divorced when I was 20 so I then began having to go to two Thanksgivings and two Christmases all in the same day and usually the times overlapped and I would offer to bring something obviously because my mother taught me you know if you go to someone's house no matter who they are, you always want to show up with something. So I would, like, be stressed trying to bake and, like, pick things up in between. It was a whole mess. So the first thing that I learned was to set the precedent with your loved ones. What I mean by that is, let me give you an example. So BTW, I love my family. I don't know if I already said that. I love my family very much, Uh, but they we, uh, uh how do I explain this. We're not a Hallmark family. And I think that's a good thing. I think it builds character. And I've learned how to overcome challenging personalities because of them and because of my relationships with some of my family members. Again, I love them very much. You can get in disagreements with people you love and still love them. So let me just put that little disclaimer in there. So pulling from a personal experience with setting the precedent. So on Christmases, we by grandparents usually have Christmas dinner and it's usually around the same times. So it would be like one would start at four, the other would start at five thirty. And then it's like, oh, well, that's how do I split my time? Right. So what I would, what I would do is tell the family who had dinner at five Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it until after six 30, seven o'clock because I have to spend time with my other family. And now of course I would show up late and I would get the side eye from family members and they would be like, Oh, finally you arrived like super passive aggressive which used to bother me. But then I was like, you know what? I don't have control over these situations. I'm here. They can either take it or they can leave it. No sweat off my back. And as I got older, I just realized how stressful it was to go to two families at once. And especially by myself. Like, I think if I had a husband or a kid, maybe actually, I don't know, maybe it would be more stressful. I have no idea. But it's just a lot of (laughs) driving. It's a lot of stress to make sure that I'm getting to like one place that I'm spending equal amounts of of time with each family. So I did what I decided to do the new precedent as I spend Thanksgiving with one family and Christmas with the other. And then I flip flop for each year. So if I spend Thanksgiving with one family, then the next year I spend Christmas with them and Thanksgiving with the other. Does that make sense? So I'm setting the precedent. I'm setting the boundary of what the expectation is for when I'll show up and what I'm doing and what I'm bringing. And if there's any pushback on it, if you really have no control over it. Well, okay, that's fine. Then I don't need to show up if it's going to be an issue that I'm showing up two hours late. Or maybe you show up for an hour and you say, hey, you know what? I have other commitments that I have to attend. And who knows? Maybe that commitment is you practicing self-care and going to see a movie by yourself or with like another friend who maybe doesn't have anywhere to go on Thanksgiving or Christmas—I don't know—that's a commitment. That's obligate. That's an obligation to that you're setting for yourself and an, a boundary that you're setting for yourself. And I would just leave it at that. Most of the time, like I think people, like I've and I've done this myself, and I've seen this with with my coaching clients is they have a really hard time saying no because they think that they have to follow up with like this elaborate answer a majority of the time if you do it right when you say no it doesn't sound like a hard no it sounds like a sorry i can't make it or i can show up for an hour and then i have to leave or i i would say something like i'm so excited to see you in the family However, I do have um, another obligation that I have to go to at 8 p.m. So I'll only be able to stay for an hour and a half. Let me know what I can bring is that doesn't sound like a hard no, right? Like it's a no. It's setting a boundary, But it's also not leaving a lot of room for questions for people to be like, oh, well, what else do you have to do? Why can't you come? Like most of the time, people aren't going to be that intrusive with your holiday plans, at least in my experience. Again, everyone's family is different. The second thing. If it's stressing you out, you probably shouldn't be doing it. I was talking to my really good friend, Karen, who actually met on that Shaper app that I've talked about Extensively, it's Shaper S H A P R no E, and it's basically like a professional networking site. And she has just been amazing. I absolutely, I love her and adore her. And we, I texted her and I was like, "What should I talk about for like the mindset shift tip trick whatever on Friday?" And she is actually sending out a newsletter on how to deal with families that are difficult. I'll include um, her email address in the link in the episode description so that way you guys can get that if you're interested and um she said she's like you know if it's stressing you out you probably shouldn't be doing it and that's so true it's so true like if like that's exactly proves my point of because i was so stressed out about going to both families house on the same day it was probably a sign and a signal hey maybe you shouldn't be doing this And also for Karen, like I know she's not doing anything super, super elaborate for Thanksgiving, which is also fine. Some people just use it as an opportunity to watch football and like order Chinese and hang out with their friends and family. That's fine too. It doesn't have to be a super, you know, expensive or grand type of event. That's not everyone's cup of tea. So I think if it's going to stress you out. If you have to travel on the holidays and you're like, look, I can only stay for two days, is it really worth my time to, you know, hop on a flight? The stress of flying around the holidays and then dealing with difficult family members, maybe it's just not an important thing for you to do. And if it's stressing you out, you shouldn't do it. Period. In the end. So that's pretty short. <laughs> so, number three would be. How to deal with what other families say or what other family members say about you or to you. Um, it's it's pretty simple again. So what other sa- what others say about you is really none of your business. It's really just a projection of how they're feeling. So, a perfect example of this, uh, I have a family member, and they have never ran a business. They have never tried to run a business. They don't really understand what it is that I do, at least from where I'm sitting, and they have a lot of opinions about what I'm doing, and that's fine but it's really none of my business what they say. And this person also um, has a lot of their own personal issues that they need to work through. We'll just leave it at that. And what that really means when someone has maybe some of their own really big life issues that they're dealing with and they try to point out your shortcomings, what that means to me is that they're deflecting and that they're looking to pull out or extract pain points from you so that you feel the same way that they do. You will never see a truly happy person have a conversation with the intent to put someone down. Period. The end. If you're truly happy, you're like, you want other people to be happy. You want other people to feel the same way that you do. Whether that, And that's what I'm saying. It's whether you feel good or you feel bad, you want people to feel the same way that you feel. And whether that's, like I said, good or bad or conscious or subconscious, most of the time when you're happy, it's like a conscious thing. You want people to feel supportive. You want people to feel happy. You want people to Feel the good feelings that you're feeling, but when it's negative, subconsciously, you might be looking, you might be feeling vulnerable, you might be feeling like no one else understands how I feel, so I want someone else to connect with me, so that way they can feel the same way that I feel, and that's a, like, that's the way that they try to connect, That's a really sad thing. It's actually like when my family member does this, I actually feel immensely sad because I'm like, wow, this is the only way that this person knows how to connect. They can't utilize or leverage the love that this family has to better themselves or to reach out and ask for help. And so that's what I'm saying when other people say things or have judgments about you, whether it's about like your weight, your career choice, your boyfriend, your husband, your girlfriend, whatever, it's 2018, your living situation, whatever this, whatever it is, whatever their opinions are, it has nothing to do with you. It's really just a projection of how they're feeling and and their own judgments. Uh, So that's just my two cents. Those are just some of the little ways that I have learned to deal. I don't want to say deal because it sounds so negative, but just maneuver my relationships during the holiday. And think about it this way. It's one or two days out of the year that you have to sit across from your bitchy Aunt Barbara, who raises your blood pressure every time you ask her to pass the mashed potatoes. Did I say that funny? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes. What is it? Is it with a D or not? Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, those are all of the things that I have for you. I am going to be celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday with my family. I'm making green bean casserole, which is my favorite thing ever. I could like I would like my meal to be mainly green bean casserole with like a little side of turkey (laughs) that's basically how I do Thanksgiving and maybe like a little bit of pumpkin pie I'm a pumpkin pie girl I'm not really a big apple pie fan I love pumpkin pie I love green bean casserole I love gravy um I actually like cranberry sauce to dip my turkey and roll in like you have there's like a combination like a mix you have to like cut like especially you know like leftovers and stuff you have to cut the roll in half add a little bit of turkey add a little bit of gravy spread that butter and cranberry sauce with the roll perfect sandwich perfect perfect sandwich in in my life at least anyway it's been 25 minutes, so I'm going to go, uh, what am I going to do right now? I'm going to go shower. I've been using this, um, I have a mask on right now. It's, like, one of those, I found it on Amazon for, like, 10, for, I think it was, like, 10 bucks, 10 or 11 bucks, and it comes with, like, a little applicator, and it's, like, the one that you peel off. It's, like, black. I, I, my face has been, like, pulling, so I feel like my voice has been, like, ooh, like, like a, you know, a lady who just got like a ton of Botox and she can't talk. So now like her lips are like, you know, what I'm, talking? <laughs> I'm just rambling at this point, but I got this mask. I need to wash it off, but it feels so good. I just love, I can just feel all of the dead skin coming off. I actually got these really cool things too. I can do a whole episode on this. There are these little, um, I think they're for your eyebrows, but I actually use them on my face to, like, get rid of, like, the little peach fuzz. I have very light skin, but very dark hair. So, like, any little peach fuzz you it's just, like, it stands out. It's like a highlighter. I'm like, okay, wow. I got these little things. They were, like, $4 on Amazon, and they just, like, in between threading appointments, they help so much. I also don't have a forehead. I have, it's, like, a two-head. <laughs> I have a very small forehead and so sometimes I get those like little baby hairs like in between my eyebrows and like where my hairline starts and that drives me crazy and my hair grows so fast it's ridiculous and so like I was saying in between threading or waxing appointments like I just need to give myself a little bit of a touch-up because it just makes my whole it literally changes the shape of my face I feel like like it totally opens up my face when I use these little things. Um, but I will, I will include those links in the episode description, the one for the mask and the little shaver things. Um, because you know, there's like myths about if if you shave your face, like the hair is going to grow back thicker. Um, that hasn't been my experience. I think that's been disproven. This isn't a full on shaver. I'm not putting like shaving cream on like shaving my face it's just like the little area like by my ears like where this like I guess I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about I'm not very good at this um but I always put on coconut oil first and then I use it and just like my skin and my makeup go on so smooth you wouldn't believe so I'll include those links below let me know if you try them if you have any questions let me know. Send me an email at info@livingbreely.com. I'd love to chat with you. I am doing a Black Friday bundle on my courses. So one bundle is going to be about mindfulness, um, how to use it to stress less, and then also um, seven prom- journal prompts on stress relief. And then the second bundle is going to be my 21-day mindset shift. Course plus journal prompts and plus a little bonus I'm thinking about doing. Um, but I'm going to send all of those details out and announce them in my Facebook group, Growth Mindset Tribe, on Friday. And they'll run until Monday, Sunday. Let's do Monday. Let's do Monday. So they're going to write, they're going to, they're going to run until Monday uh, 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm also going to send out an email about it. So if you're not on my email list, shoot me an email so I can add you info at livingbreely.com or join my Facebook group. The link's in the description. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday. There's a really awesome episode coming out. I'm so excited for it. I will talk to you guys then. I hope you have a great holiday if you're in America and you celebrate. All right. Love you. Bye.